What's up, guys? Alex Contreras alongside Anthony Ray Garcia. We've got a special guest today, Alex Krutchik. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Marlins Barbecue. Before we get started, guys, what the hell were you doing 16 years ago? I was in fifth grade. 16 years ago, I think I was in first grade just getting into baseball. I didn't get into baseball until I was six years old, which was 2004. The year after oh. Miami won the World Series. So I'm pretty much primed for my <laughs> first real playoff series in uh in my memory. Well man, that oh, was trying to get stretch. to that. <laughs> yeah, we, you got a horrible stretch. At least I saw my guys win a couple times. You know, the first time it was 97. I was a young buck. And then the, the, the second time they won, it was like a dream come true, bro. I was like the Sandlot, you know what I'm saying? Like super into it. I knew all the stats, all my guys, Derek Lee, Alex Gonzalez, all these guys. I was amped up about it. But the moral of the question was, bro, 16 years ago, we won the World Series. We were in the playoffs, and it's the first time in freaking years. Thank you, baseball gods. Thank you, Derek Jeter. And thank you, Miami Marlins. These guys are playing like the fighting fish, baby. Woo! Before we keep going, though, before I get carried away, I just want you guys to know we're going to give a special, exciting 2003 pennant race. Uh, what is it? A banner? What do you call those things? The little a triangle pennant thing? Flag. A pennant flag. That's right. Damn it. Sometimes when you speak too many languages, you forget to speak one language and the other. And sometimes you might not speak any at all. But anyway, you guys stick, stick, stick throughout the show. We're going to give you the, the question of the day. And the first correct answer is going to get this awesome 2003 championship, World Series championship banner. It includes uh, Josh Beckett, Mike Lowell, and Miguel Cabrera. I know you want one. I want one. I'm trying to negotiate with Fish Trap so I can get one, too. <laughs> Shout out to Marlins Historian for uh, this awesome gift. Yeah, guys, one catch on that. You also have to follow Marlins Historian. But we'll get to that at the end of the show. And without further ado, man, last time we spoke, we were, we had a lot of baseball ahead of us, and now we know the results of those games. The Marlins went 5-4. and four. Um, since last Monday, how do you guys feel about that? Let's start with Krutchik. How do you feel about the Marlins right now going into this, I mean, biggest series since 03, maybe that you've ever seen? One thing that I love about this Marlins team is that we've seen them in the playoff race before. Remember, like 2015, 2016, I remember a couple of kind of big series. I remember one series against, I think, the, the Cincinnati Reds, uh, early September, I think it was, or late August. And the Marlins just never really did anything there i mean they were in the playoff hunt but they weren't really a playoff team because when the going got tough they didn't really do much here though the marlins have proven that they can win important baseball games i mean yeah it's disappointing that last uh last week they lost two of three to the red sox but you saw they had a seven game series against the philadelphia phillies who are supposed to be the marlins equal based on their records they're not separated by much but there the Marlins go and win five out of seven. It's incredible. Like, I'm not as good as the Braves are. I'm not exactly scared because the Marlins have proven that that they could win a big series. Not bad for some bottom feeders, huh? <laughs> Yo, listen, man. Uh, that what, what you're talking about back in 06, 07, when we had, you know, that rookie starting rotation, Annabelle Sanchez, Scott Olsen, all those great guys, the bats we had, that infield, everybody had over 25-plus home runs. Added a lot of excitement, that team, Cody Ross, Dan Ugla. But, bro, this is completely different. Like, this is a squad that's built around pitching, defense, and they got key hits. Um, uh, Brian Anderson went the hell off last year. or and I'm sorry, last game, or last series, you know what I'm saying? It's just the excitement. I get lost. But anyway, he, he hit three home runs, bro. He's the third Martin to do it in franchise history. 
And, bro, it felt so good to watch B.A. just go yard. The groundskeeper, baby. Red, how did you feel? I know I, you, I know, I know you amped up. No, the series, I mean, like uh, Krutchik said, you couldn't expect – I mean, after that Red Sox series, I was I was down, man. It, it hurt. Um, those are the types of games you need to win. And I think eventually this team will figure that out. But they go into that other series, and they did what they had to do. You know, it, um, I believe we were outscored in the doubleheader on Sunday – what was it like 19-1 or something crazy? 16, yeah, 16 to 2. But we were able to split, you know what I'm saying? The double header. And I know where you're coming from. And it was disappointing to get, you know, uh last week we they got to score 29 runs on us. And then, you know, we gave up 15 runs the other day. But guys, think about it this way, bro. These guys have been playing what 26, 28 games in a row for the past 22 days. Like it's crazy. Eventually the wheels were gonna come fall off. You know what I'm saying? Like it's only fair right, when like, it's bad, it's they were gonna have a game. Yeah, they were gonna have they were gonna have a terrible game where the wheels completely came off. But at the end of the day, we got outscored 16 to 2 and we were able to split it one-one. Like that's a win. We're still up on the Phillies. Like the bottom feeding Phillies are chasing us, and we really got a legitimate shot. Crutchick wasn't even like my, my guy. Crutchick wasn't even like around when we were in the playoff playoff race like this. You know what I'm saying? I, right. And like, I think this is, I, there's just so much excitement, bro. And it's just like, yo, dude, we got to keep pushing. Like second place. Like yo, I know everybody wants us to come into Atlanta and punch them in the mouth, and rightfully so. And if we could somehow stun these guys and pull four games, it'll be a miracle. But even if we don't do that, even if we fall short. I expect these teams to get into the playoffs in second place. I mean, look at them, bro. There's no way we fall all the way down to third. And even if we did, like, we're still going to get into the playoffs. you got to be proud of the job this team has done. Nobody was expecting this when you said this at the beginning of the year. Well, right, I think the difference is between – sorry, just to touch on what Krutchik said too and what you're saying. I think the difference between, like, what he was saying, like, the last time we were, like, relevant was, like, 2015, 16, like, when Casey McGee was leading our team. You know, it's McGee. September. Right. So – the difference between that team and the team we have now is back then we had, like like we said, Casey McGee was the guy, you know? And you know there was no future there. But now we have 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds leading our team, leading our rotation. So there's there's hope in South Florida. You know, I, it's it's rare, and we haven't experienced it in 16 years. But it's there. You know, there's something to build on. And right, you're speaking of pitching. Funny right now because this isn't the peak. You know, when you have Christian right. Yelich, Giancarlo Stanton, Jose Fernandez, like you're trying to win. Now you're playing with house money right now. Like they're not even supposed to be good right now. You throw out, they, they threw out Braxton Garrett yesterday to try and win a baseball game. Like you don't, we're not even supposed to be good right now. And here we are. All we got to do is win four out of the next seven. It's basically a playoff series because if you can win four games, you're pretty much in. And I mean, I mean, look at it. Look at the luxury of pitchers that we have. Like you just said, hey, we threw a Rodgers out there. We're not afraid to throw rookies out there because we know they're going to give us quality outings. Like what a luxury for this whole squad, this franchise to say that. How many guys like can really say it across Major League Baseball? I look at these doubleheader games and we debate this throughout the throughout the year, the season. We said, hey, the seven inning doubleheaders are kind of lame. I feel incomplete. But uh, uh, Tyler, the king of Buffalo, Tyler Wilson mentioned that the last time he was on the show, he said, yo. The seven, the, the the way the Marlins are built right now, they're built for seven inning games. And like, yo, Sandy, take the ball for five innings. Jose Reina can take the ball for five innings. You know what I'm saying? Like, the same for six, though. Like, but at the end of the day, like, it's such a luxury, bro. Like, I can't even imagine how to like what a headache, what a great headache Don Manley has when the playoff starts. He doesn't know who the hell is going to be his number one guy. Who's your number one guy? <laughs> I think that's the funny thing. It's funny, Craig Mish tweeted out about a week ago saying, you know, when was the last time we even had to think about this? It's been 17 years. I'm cool with any of the top three guys, Sixto, Pablo, or Sandy going. I really have 
no issue with it, especially since it sucks that there's no fans, but that's an advantage in the sense that, you know, normally I would say Sixto should not pitch in game one because this isn't a guy that has playoff experience. But right now, you don't really have fans in the stands. There's not going to be as many nerves as you would normally have. So you could throw a guy out there, and there's really no difference between then versus these games. I I mean, mean, who who does have playoff experience? (laughs) All this this whole past month has been nothing but playoff experience for all these young bucks, all these guys coming up from single-A ball. Like, it's going to make a hell of an impact in their career. Like, not not – you know what I'm saying? Some guys are going to come back next season and they might not necessarily make it to Major League Baseball. You know, they might make the jump to AAA or AA and rightfully so because more players will be active. But the experience you're getting right now, bro, is knowledge that you can't you can't teach that. You could read about it, but there's nothing like experiencing. Yeah, and guys, let's look ahead here real quick like because uh, we're touching on it a little bit. We have four against the Braves and three against the Yankees. Um, Like, like, you know, like Rechick said, it's a seven-game series, basically. We're going to be facing – the Yankees are getting healthier. The Braves are at the top of the division for a reason. But I think our pitching could hang with the Braves. I mean, even the guy they're throwing today doesn't – I don't even know who it is. And sidebar, sorry for my three-year-old there yelling in the background. But so there's – it's a seven-game series. We have the pitching depth. We have everything. The Yankees scare me a little bit more than the Braves right now because it's just who's hot, who's not. But I'm – we – you guys think four games and we're in? What if we go three? You know, we went three. What are you guys thinking with the numbers there? Well, well, the good thing with um, where the Marlins are at right now is the Brewers. I believe the Brewers – or no, I think the, the Reds have the eighth spot right now. Right. And the Brewers ha- are on the outside looking in. The Reds are in. They're both playing each other this week. So they're both going to beat up on each other a little bit. So that should take care of one of the spots. And then you also have the Phillies that are in seventh place right now, the first wild card. And that's going to be a little challenging because the Phillies are actually playing the Nationals this week, which should be easy for uh, for Philly. Philly's playing uh, – Philly has Zach Wheeler on the mound tonight against Anibal Sanchez, who I think has like a 750 ERA. So that's going to be a little tough. But I, I like the Marlins' chances to just win four games. You know, th- like I said, they've proven – they won their last series against Atlanta 2-1. to one. We're not going to talk about that one loss where they lost by 20. But but th- this is a team, the monkey that was on their back before where they couldn't win in Atlanta since like 2015, that's gone. That's gone. They were able to go to Atlanta a couple weeks ago and win a series. Right. I, I agree with you there. I think I think the monkey's definitely off the back. Um, but it's still the Braves. You know, every time those guys come into town, it's just like that bad feeling. You know, every time we see, I see those guys uh, across from us. Um, Alex, I'm going to throw it to you here. Is there a team in the postseason you wouldn't want to face right now in the first round? Let's just say the first round for now. Man, I tell you what, man, just looking at the National League, we got the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Braves, Padres, Marlins, St. Louis, Philadelphia, Cincinnati. I'm not trying to face the Dodgers right now off the rip because the Dodgers have by far the best record in Major League Baseball. They're 38 and 16, 70, 70% of the games they're playing, they're winning. You know, so if I'm trying to play my luck, I'm trying to hope that somebody maybe else knocks them out. And we, you know, what I'm saying the luck of baseball. Um, but at the end of the day, man, we just got to play our ball. We talked this about at the beginning of spring training 2.0, a 2.0 that the Marlins were going to need 32 victories. Bro, look at them right now. They're sitting at 28 and 25. And damn, we're pretty spot on. We're we did, we did nail that one. We nailed that one. We nailed Throwing- it. 
we nailed it and we didn't even know what the whole mess was going to happen with the COVID and we were going to lose everybody, oh, 18 no players a whole week and everything. And look at them, bro. Like I'm proud of these guys and just for them to be in second place right now, if for us to be looking at the Braves coming into Braves and getting ready to face them for four games, like we really got a shot to steal first place and nobody in their right mind was going to say that the Marlins were coming in to play for the division title the last week of the season. No way in hell. Fans uh, uh, are, are so important for us, even when they're not here at the ballpark. I know the 305 are behind us, and, and we really appreciate that, and we're going to need it going forward. And hopefully they can enjoy this ride, and, and it can be one that ends up in the postseason, and then we're able to you know, continue on from there and show what we can do. I love that. I love that. All right, throwing it to Krachik here, same question. Who, who do you want to avoid in the postseason? Uh, probably Dodgers and Padres, which is pretty ironic because the Padres are the team that right now is lined up to play the Marlins in the first round. I'm just super scared of their hitting. There's not a lot of teams that I think can out-hit the Marlins pitching. I think the Padres are one of them. Because I tweeted out a week ago saying that the Marlins' top three pitchers can go toe-to-toe with almost any other rotation in the National League. And I still stand by that, but I don't know if they can go toe-to-toe with the lineup of San Diego. Two things real quick before we keep on going. The one thing I have in mind is, one, what if we, we, we get into the playoffs and then all our pitches just fold because the pressure gets to them? How is that going to affect you as a fan? I wouldn't be mad. I mean, I'd be a little like, okay, but what were you, what was what's the difference? You know, it's not a playoff atmosphere. You can't say that it's an atmosphere. There's no fans in the stands, but we're not even, I don't, we're not supposed to be here. You know, like it's a blessing that we're experiencing this. You know, they've played their asses off good for them. But, you know, we made the playoffs. Why are we going to get greedy? All right. Now, Kutchik, I'm curious. Yeah, from a fan perspective, kind of like what you said, like I said before, you're playing with house money. You're not even supposed to be here. If, If let's just say Pablo doesn't play that well, that's fine. At least he got experience before he goes into a real playoff atmosphere hopefully next year, where there actually are 40,000 people there. Now, as an analyst, it would be pretty concerning because we know that as good as some of these Marlins hitters can be, the pitching is what's been consistent. So if you lose your pitching, it's kind of a crapshoot with whether or not your offense can keep, uh, keep you in the game. All right, then here's my second question for you. All right, I know everybody wants us to come into Atlanta, punch the Braves in the mouth, and take the division title. That sounds all gravy and cool and all. Is it the end of the world if the Fish drop the series to the Braves and let's say they take two out of three from the Yankees? Is it the end of the world? I don't think so. Like, because at the end of the day, yeah, you want to go hot into the first week into the into the playoffs in that round, but you would also want the Marlins to go over four and zero and beat the Yankees three and zero, just win out this whole this whole season because then they're gonna come into the playoffs and they're gonna get cold. That's the last thing you want. Am I wrong? Gotta go five hundred. I think you gotta go five hundred in Atlanta, two and two at worst. You don't want to go into New York with, let's say, a half-game lead. Uh, like uh, Kretik said, the Phillies are playing the Nationals. You don't want to go into New York with a half-game lead for that second spot and have to take two of three from New York. I don't know who the Phillies are playing at the end of the year, but I just – its are they playing a better team than the Yankees? No, I don't, I don't think so. I'll have to see who they're playing, but I'm sure it's not any hotter than what the Yankees have been doing the last uh, week and right. a half. You don't want to go but- over there. What I will say is, 
Are, are you asking if I care how they get into the playoffs, whether they're the division winners or or if they just get in as a wild card? I'm just because- asking, like in general, like if if like they they're gonna get in regardless. They can get in in second place and get in first place and get in as a wild card. And what I'm Normally, saying is like, do you want these guys to be straight hot and they win first place and they get into the playoffs and get eliminated, or do you not care that they play 500 ball and all of a sudden they're in the playoffs and they get hot and that's what you want, or you want them thing, to go completely them. cold? They tread water and they don't make it. They don't make it happen. Don't say that because then you're not coming back to the barbecue. <laughs> Here's the thing: I want well, them to win as quickly. I want them to wrap this up as quickly as possible because Mattingly yeah. even said if they can clinch, they will give some guys some much-needed rest. Here's something very important. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of it. Once the playoffs start, there's no off days during the series. I don't know if you know this. Um, until you get to the World Series, there's no off days. You just play seven straight games or whatever number it, it, it may be for that particular series. Your only off day is in between series. I believe you get one day off. So – for the Marlins to perhaps clinch it in Atlanta and then give their guys three days rest in New York, that would be a, a, a miracle. I yeah, mean, that'd be looking, looking at the whole race. Yeah, but looking at the whole like the magic number six, but how many games do we have left? Four, five, six, seven games. <laughs> seven. <laughs> so it's like you're gonna you're gonna go down to the wire anyway. So like right now, like I understand what Mattingly's saying, and you want to preserve you guys, you want to take care of them, so you're ready for the playoffs. But damn, if we're gonna be so preservative and we don't make it to the playoffs, then what the hell are we playing for? Is the last well, thing this you want to see? Debate. This is the not the wild card debate. I'm sorry, the bye week debate that every every year in football we see every year in the NBA. You know, not the NBA, but in football. I'm sorry that the team with the first seed. Do you want the first seed or do you want to play that game right away? Do you want a week off when your team is ideally rolling, and then take a full or have two weeks to your next game? It's that's the debate we're having now. We're just doing with baseball with this weird season. And I don't know the answer to it. I'd rather just see the Marlins clinch it as fast as they can, take three or four from the Braves. Hopefully the Phillies fall off. And once the Phillies fall off, that's what Madden is saying. If the Phillies are down, let's say four games back with three games left, you know, that's when I could see the Marlins resting some guys. But I, I don't know. I would would I want them to rest? <laughs> I mean, do you want them to get cold? I, I and after, going? <laughs> I think after the Go season ahead. they've had. I believe are they finish I believe they played 15 games in 11 days. I think after the season right. they've had I think I think the rust versus rest debate is I'd rather have I would consider it to be rest as opposed to rust because I would much rather be a little rusty than go in there with the fatigue that they probably have. They they have mad fatigue. Like we we said it was 26 games and 22 games and now you're saying that the playoffs are going to start there's going to be no off days. Like, damn, bro, these guys are taking the Iron Man, the Iron Man challenge, the Cal Ripken challenge, dude. They're just going at it, at it every single day, nonstop, double headers. Like, y- y'all want to do a triple header too? <laughs> yeah, let me let me ask you guys here. Um, I believe the first round is a three game series, correct? Or is it seven? Uh, or five? No, it's definitely not seven. I believe it, it, it's three. It's three. I think it's Who three, five, three, seven. If you had to put who, what's your rotation for those three games? Who do you have going, and in what order? Let's start with uh, Krutchik. The first two are interchangeable because you're going to be playing those two games anyway. So it's more of who's the last man out, who's the guy that you can kind of afford to to pitch in that third game. You get what I mean? And I think that right, right. now it might it might be six though, just because we know what you're going to get with Pablo and Sandy. I think with Sixto, he's still young enough to where once in a while you are – eventually you're going to get the rookie game out of him, right? You're going to get what we just saw with Braxton Garrett yesterday. As good as Sixto is, 
eventually he is going to go out there and give up five runs in two innings. And that's and, what he did. I mean, he didn't he didn't give up five runs in two innings, but that's what he had. He had trouble controlling his last start, the game that we lost, uh, the first game of the doubleheader. Like he got himself into a, a pickle. Um uh, they made a, a Corey Dickinson made a hell of a play out in left field through the guy out at third base. And then the next play, coincidentally, it was a line drive at Corey Dickinson, who supposedly was out of breath, whatever, and he couldn't catch it. I'm not saying that he's not entitled to be out of breath. He's just a gold glover, a major league player that should have had plenty of time to recover and make that play. But like that start, that outing, you saw that like Sisto, Sixto, he has command of his pitches. Uh, I'm sorry, he has control of his pitches, but the command was just slightly off, and it came back and it bit him on the butt. And then you can't even get mad at six, though, because, like, you expect these hiccups, dude. Like, he came he came up, and he was just dominating. He's just ripping it up. Like, he's doing, like, strikeout games. He's pitching for content. He's being smart about it. So, for him to have a hiccup pre, pre-playoffs, pre I ain't mad at you. And if he has it in the, right. in the and- season, if he has it in the playoffs, I ain't going to be mad at him either because it's going to be learning experience because sometimes you got to fall down before you know what it is to get up and win. Right. And before I uh, we pass that same question on to Alex, just to touch on what Crutchy said, I can see what you did there where you threw the two quote unquote veteran guys, you know, you threw Pablo and Sandy in whatever order. But it's one of those situations that let's say the Marlins lose the first two. Are we are we prepared? as fans to go down with arguably our best pitcher, not even touching the ball in the postseason. I know that's a lot to say of six already, but you get what I'm saying? Like I could see where people would be upset. He's got the pure stuff. Right. You're, you're arguably your best pitcher. Didn't touch the ball in the playoffs. He's the guy that out of everybody, with all due respect, everybody on this rotation, we got guys that have nasty stuff, but if anybody's going to give Sandy Alcantara the opening they started for this year, all right. Anybody's gonna give him a run for his money on the ace on this team? It's Sixto Sanchez. All right. That being said, to answer your question, if I had to pick three guys and what order I would go, the way I would go is uh, I would have Sixto for the two game, and I would have Sandy for the three game. Or I'm sorry, I would have uh, Sixto for the two game, Sandy for the one game, and Pablo for the three. Because you know what? I'm gonna give Sandy the best opportunity I got. Go out there, show me that you're the ace. And if not, I got bounced back with 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 Sixto. And if not. You know what I'm saying? I need the doc, the doctor, Pablito Lopez. Pablo! To go out there and throw some arepas, some zeros on the board. Right, and I think it goes back to the argument of, uh, you know, matchups too. Is our third, is, let's say we throw Pablo third, is he better than, let's say, the Padres third starting pitcher? Um, Madeline will have a tough choice in his hand. I think it will go Sandy one, Pablo two, six or three. I think Krutchik is onto something. But I could see where if you lose the first two, the Marlins' uh, Twitter may be a little upset. Any final uh, comments on that topic before we move on, boys? And I think it's going to be since it's going to be such a short series, like we're, we're accustomed to seeing like these short games, the seven seven inning double headers. And I'm thinking when we get to the playoffs, it's going to be a shorter series and the game's going to be even smaller. Like I know some of us want our guys to go seven innings, you know what I'm saying? But if these guys go five innings or four innings, the, sh- the leash is going to be a lot shorter. And I expect guys to take on multiple roles. Like we got a hell of a starting rotation and how we did back in 03 that we used starting pitchers and out of the bullpen. I expect the same thing for Don Mattingly to do. I know we got a nice bullpen. We got Jimmy Garcia. We got Richard Blyer. We got Brandon Kinsler. Shout out to Brandon Kinsler, who's whose dog passed away. I heard him post game saying his dog passed away, bro. And I haven't seen my dog in four weeks and it's the saddest thing in the world. So I can't even imagine what he, what he was feeling like on that mound. And it was so cool for him to say he sealed the deal um, because he felt his dog was there with him and that freaking bases loaded situation. Um, 
but anyway, so going back to what I was saying, like I can see. I can see Don Maddenly telling, hey, Jose Ureña, I need you to go to the bullpen. I need you to give me two outs. I need you to give me three outs, whatever. And, you know, Jose Ureña could do that. He's a bulldog. And, like, yeah, Trevor Rogers, he's doing a great job right now as a starting pitcher. But there might be a time where they tell him, hey, kid, I need you to go out there and be a lefty specialist. And right now, all the marbles are on the table. And why are we not thinking about it? I mean, we're not thinking about it. But I'm sure the Martins front office is thinking about it. Mr. Meyer he might be getting the call pretty soon. That might be that secret weapon because uh, Craig Mish, he tweeted about it in the offseason. Hey, go ahead and give Maya the ball in game seven of the World Series. We're in the playoffs. There's a possibility. Why not have another flamethrower throwing 100 miles an hour? Patrick, final thoughts on the next seven games or in the postseason rotation before we move on to the final regular season burn of the year? I, I just I... – I think this is going to be the most nerve-wracking week I've experienced in sports ever because not only do we have the Marlins, we also have the Heat and the Celtics. And you have so, four games against Atlanta where just I'm traumatized. But like I said before, I know the Marlins took two out of three up in Atlanta a couple weeks ago, but I'm still traumatized by how good the Braves usually are against Miami. So it's one of those things where I'm confident, but I'm not going to be calmed down again until the series is finally over. All right, boys, it's time for the final regular season burn. Krachik, the way this works is I'll ask a question. Just give me a one-word answer. Um, this one's going to be more like team awards for this season. I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit. But uh, I'll ask the questions, and we'll take turns answering, all right? First question right. of the final regular season burn. What is, in general, not a player, but what is your biggest surprise of this season? We'll start with uh, Krachik. Uh, the aggressiveness of the front office to bring up rookies. Alex? First place fish. Give it to me again! <laughs> nah, nah. But all jokes aside, the way that the team played, they played like the fighting fish to watch our community come together. South Florida come and embrace the Miami Marlins is dope. Um, I know we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic, but it's cool to see that the Marlins were out involved with the community and for, for them to be playing ball the way that they're playing ball to represent Miami and all of South Florida and all the Marlins nation, all the Marlins fans across the world, across the pond and everywhere y'all are at. Damn, it feels good, bro. It feels good that no, it was the world against us, how it always is, how it was in 03, how it was in 97. And we're out to shock the world, man. Thank you guys so much for letting that fire in that fan base again. Because you know what? We took that second favorite team in all of South Florida away from the Dolphins. Yeah, the heat of everybody's favorite team in South Florida. Good luck. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're on their way to the NBA Finals. I'm not jinxing them. I'm telling you to go bet for them. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and man, that's it, man. Thank you so much, man. My, 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 my biggest surprise is the way we came together. And why not us? That's my biggest surprise. Well, it's supposed to be a quick answer, Alex, but it's a barbecue, so there are no rules. All right. Um, biggest disappointment of the season. Krachik. Oh, hold on. Let me open this beer before you get started. You might need this one. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I mean, because you know what? The raw numbers would say the bullpen, but you saw how how bandaged together this, like, emergency bullpen was put together. So I don't know if I could answer with the bullpen. Um Alex, you got anything? Yeah, man, I got you. I got you. My biggest disappointment 
even though he's no longer with the team, is Jonathan Villar. I was really excited that Jonathan Villar came over to Miami Marlins. He brought some excitement over to the team. We were doing hit and runs, double steals. And I was excited for the joy that he brought, but he also brought a lot of headaches. That being said, I thought he was the biggest disappointment on the team. But to be fair, he's still not on the team. And he looked out for us. And we got, you know, Griffin Conan with us now. So good luck, my guy. Um, as far as, like, biggest biggest disappointment, like, currently right now on the team, um, I don't know if it was a disappointment, but I expected a little bit more out of Corey Dickerson. And I don't want to I don't want to judge him because like I, I really like Corey McKenzie Dickinson. I think he's a heck of a player. I just think like fans are, are the stakes are high and everybody's emotions are high and everybody wants the best and they don't want small little errors. You know, like what he did, he, he did that hell of a play uh, in left field and threw the guy at third. But then the next play he messed up and committed an error like stuff happens. You know what I'm saying? We got to be more flexible with it. But I'm not going to lie to you when I when, when all the excitement surrounded Marlins Nation, hearing all the Phillies fan base heated that they lost Corey Dickerson to the Marlins, I was expecting him to come over and just would fire out his ass right out the gate like Gary Cooper said at the beginning of the season. All right, all right. Crutchick, team MVP. Oh, that's – I mean, it's got to be Miguel Rojas. I know that's a very basic answer, but – his hitting is on such a level that I don't think we've seen out of him in a Marlins uniform. His fielding is still pretty great. And I know for a fact that this team would not have been held together after that quarantine and outbreak crisis that they had if it weren't for Miguel Rojas being there for them. Alex? Team MVP, hashtag pay BA, right? We've got rumors going out, going around. I got a source talking about. They're going to offer him an extension. I hope the source comes through. If not, Marlins Nation is going to eat me alive. But whatever, it's part of the it's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? It's part of the industry. And you know what I'm saying? That's part of the reporting. Long story short, Brian Anderson, this is the guy that's been my MVP. He's played in every single game this season for the Marlins. He's been a staple in that lineup, a staple in the number five hole because Don Manley just loves him in the five hole. But, hey, Don, uh, Brian Anderson, three home runs. He's leading the team in RBIs, leading the team in, in home runs. Like, what else can you can you ask from BA? Like, he's got nine home runs, 35 runs batted in. And, like, he's just he's starting to scrape the ceiling. Like, this is just the beginning of it. Last year, he was hurt. We lost him. And now look at him, bro. 935, he's leading the way. And he's the staple to this lineup for years to come. And I hope that we sign him before the playoffs come. And we can just, you know what I'm saying, celebrate with some more beers here at the barbecue. All right, just to catch up a little bit here, my biggest surprise of the season is the it's a guess it's a bad one. The fact the the approach that the rookie hitters have had, you know, they've the pitching is so much further along. You could just tell, but the approach the hitters have had at the at the play, especially the young guys, you know, you see a lot of open stances, a lot of swinging. You know, the biggest disappointment for me is Monte Harrison. Um, I think he got beat by like an eighty nine miles per hour fastball down the middle of the plate the other day. Uh, he's just not catching up to anything. Uh, team MVP, I'm going to agree with Miggy Rowe. Um, I was actually, in the beginning, when we started this show, I was saying that he almost like to be traded. He was a good little trade piece, but uh, you could extend him too, whatever. Uh, next question, I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who's your team rookie of the year? Go we'll ahead, Crutcher. go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to say six, though. Um... Let's see. I'm going to say, if I, if I can't say six, though, because it's too easy, I'll say Braxton Garrett 
just for being able to um, – or I'm sorry, was it Braxton Garrett or Trevor Rogers? I get them confused. That had Tommy John surgery a couple of years ago. Um, he was drafted like four years ago by the uh, that's David Braxton. Samson. Uh, that's what I thought. Uh, I, I would say him. Alex? Oh, the rookie of the year. Come on, man. Rhetorical question, man. Six little Sanchez, man. Number number 73, Pedro Martinez, mini. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. We talked about this. The guy is legit. The gas is real. The stuff is dominant. Like, bro, how could you not make six? So, like, look at his, look at his, his record. Like, it might not be like a, a shiny uh, winning an old record, you know, but it tells you that this guy's been involved. The guy threw a complete game, even though it was a seven-inning game. Like, damn, he came up here and threw a complete game. Remember, there was a one time in age when the Marlins were begging. They couldn't pay to freaking get a complete game. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys like Jose Fernandez, RIP, he didn't get a complete game. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's stuff like that that is just like, of course, the hype surrounding 6-0 is real and how good it felt for him to take it to the Phillies and punch him in the mouth and say, hey, you guys lost the JT trade. Good looks. Pop. All right, guys. Just when I was about to start wrapping up the show, we have a little bit of some news out here, guys. Like I've always said, this is a live. We do this. We check our Twitters. We check our computers for any updated information to get the most updated stuff to you. But it appears Edward Cabrera is on the taxi squad. Or is he on the way up? I believe it's the taxi squad. But they're basically reporting that he could be in line for a start. Is what does that mean to you? Does that play in, if he goes out there and lights it up? Does it affect your rotations for the postseason, or would he be like that bullpen piece? You know that Don Trell in two thousand three piece type of thing. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Nobody's seen this guy in Major League Baseball. We need a spot start. We need a W. Take the ball, kiddo. And it might happen. We might see him get his first Major League W in the next coming days. Um, I wanted to run it back real quick to uh, you were saying the biggest disappointment was uh, Monte Harrison. And it's funny that you mentioned Monte. I had a, I had a, a, a girl reach out to me, uh, Marlins barbecue listener. Her name's Sophia Del Solo. And she basically gave me a hot take and her had her hot take on Monte was, and I quote, he needs to take that flashy ass chain off till he starts playing. Well, it looks dumb. So ladies, thank you so much for sending in your, your two cents. Thank you for sharing your, your your feelings out here on Marlins Barbecue. We're going to make sure you go out and express it and everybody hears it. That's the beauty of Marlins Nation. Like, there's different perspectives. It's, a, it's not just a sausage fest out here at the barbecue. We got different perspectives. <laughs> and, oh, oh, and I, you know what? I kind of feel some type of way. I was talking about my guy, Corey Dickinson, saying he was a disappointment and stuff. And I stick by it. I don't think he's a, he's a main winner. Um, I think a, the biggest disappointment, with all due respect, is Jordan Yamamoto. I'm going to leave it at that. Jordan, I hope you bounce back, my guy. All right, guys, time to wrap it up. But before we do, it's time for our trivia question. All right, the rules are the same as last time. First person to message Alex with the answer gets the 2003 World Series champions pennant flag, which I'm looking at a picture of it now. It is super cool. It has Miguel Cabrera, Mike Lowe, Josh Beckett on it. Um, it has a pretty close. It's like the orange and blue colors, so it's it will fit in with any, you know, era of color and uniform you enjoy um alex do you have the question for us si la pregunta aquí es contra qué equipo estaban jugando los marlins cuando le metieron más honrones en la historia oh wait 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 my bad it was in english <laughs> i'm messing around i'm messing around now the question is who was the opponent 
when the Marlins gave up the most home runs ever in team history? That's the question. Reach out to me on Twitter, Instagram. First one to answer it will get it right. My Twitter handle, the IG handle is at the real Acon. And uh, for some really cool information and more exciting stuff, some cool artists, articles, podcasts, and all that analysis, guys, go check out fishstripes.com, SB Nation's number one page. Project. Alex, man, where can we find you? On Twitter. On Twitter. Anywhere. 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 YouTube, if Twitter, you give us your address, we'll send you a postcard too. <laughs> yeah. uh, my Twitter handles at Alex Krutchik. FS uh, spelled K R U T C H I K at Alex Crutchick FS. Yo, Crutchick, real quick question, man. Random, real, real quick, random question. Where is your last name from? Like, what's your background? I never, you're like, I think you're the second Crutchick I know. <laughs> it's like from Russia, Poland, Ukraine, like all over Europe. I don't think there's a specific country, I just know it's somewhere in Europe. <laughs> The spies are amongst us. No, I'm joking. <laughs> joking. I'm joking. Yo, my right, guy, man. Red. Where can we find you, baby? Red Garcia underscore. You already know where it's at, guys. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you comment, review. Guys, this is a final burn of the regular season. Hopefully next week we'll be back with some exciting news. By the time you hear from us again, we'll either have made it or not. So go nah, fish gonna have made it trust me next week we're gonna have you guys call in to the show and you guys can send your marlins message you know what i'm saying the, the good the bad and even if we didn't make it which I, i'm i'm pretty sure we're gonna make it to the playoffs but if all health goes loose and we don't make it you guys can call in and go off on them and if we make it which we will you guys call in and tell them why you so proud of you and we'll put the song up i'm so i'm so i'm so proud of you yeah but that's enough now yo yo eli keep the music baby 